inside the mind. I'm stressed. We're just going to start it off this way. As a Cardinals fan, I'm saying this, and they just need to suspend a competitive season already. It's It's been five games. Like, what's the point? Because you either finish the season and you're going to play something like, what, what would it be, 48 games? Does anybody think that's enough? Just Just cancel the competitive season because one or two bad apples – just wreck the entire thing. I'm sorry. That's the way it has to go down. And that was my short Cardinals rant that I'll get more into once we get to the baseball portion of this show. Anyway, I'm joined by three of some of my best friends, Bart, Matt, Kevin. How are you guys doing today? Wow, I'm getting Wonders. kind of emotional. I didn't know if we were best friends. <laughs> well, one of, well, I mean, one of you is. Oh, okay. Ooh, I guess we'll find out by the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know, man. This is baseball's been bugging me. We'll uh, we'll get into it a little bit more. Chris, let me make you feel kind of better. So right. here's the thing: there's three vaccines in mass trial, guys. Thirty thousand plus people, all of them, for Johnson and Johnson, Fire, uh, Pfizer, and Moderna. Candidates actually download an app and log their side effects, if any. They can't post to social media about receiving the trial vaccine. They get a call every seven days for the next couple of months to discuss how they're feeling. And an interesting fact, the trial candidates actually don't know whether they get the actual vaccine or a placebo saline solution. So that's kind of crazy. Kevin, how you doing? How's your ice cream? Uh, It's fantastic. I just finished it. I now live about a half mile from an Oberweiss. And it's phenomenal being that close. I live half a mile away from all food sources. It's dangerous, but I'm about it. So, yeah, I'm doing well. Bart, how are you, sir? I'm I'm good. Um, So I was going to start off uh, with just just laughing on the podcast because the Blues lost last night. They haven't won a single game. You watch your monster. Um, <laughs> since this this whole uh, debacle started in what March, right? Uh, let's just right? let's just say that this bubble is not competitively fair. Um, the Blues can't win. Okay. Oh, now no. it's now it's not we'll, okay. can get into that later. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, oh so you know, okay. I was just gonna start off with like some laughter, but like the, then the Hawks they lost too, which like I was proud of them. They were they they, they did well, but still, he did it. It's fine. You know, it's all good. Uh, so so yeah, I might and and of course uh, Kevin's eating ice cream because he's so sad. So this is you just, are correct. I, I'm absolutely loving this right now. I'm having my man period because the. Uh, <laughs> The Blues keep losing. Kevin, I'm glad, won't have I'm glad you know that's a thing. Uh, it is a thing. I get them too. You know, it, it happens. It's, a, it's, it's a legit thing. Guys go through like hormonal changes once a month and just have mood swings like nobody's business. Yeah, I think man. we just it's, lost our entire female audience. Uh, it's actually a psychologically proven thing, Chris. Male have periods that we just don't yeah, bleed and they're not painful so females yeah. still have the edge on us i mean for me it's like i'll just I go just get, get like angry. 17 17 mcchickens and yeah uh, some milkshakes and you know go from there but yeah isn't that every day yes. for you matt uh no God. most other days i do get 15 mcchickens not 17 <laughs> 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 Anyway, before we get into sports, because I think we all have a lot to talk about with this, Matt, you have a beer review today? 
I, I, do, I sure do. I sure do. Cool. So uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this store called World Market. Uh, no. They have everything and anything, and it's 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 super cool. It's super expensive, but except for the food section because they have food from all over. But what I did was a choose-your-own-six-pack type of deal. And like I said, they have everything uh, throughout uh, the whole entire world. I am drinking something called Singa. Uh, it is the original Thai beer. Uh, from Bangkok, Thailand. Uh, it is a premium lager. It's pretty good. Um, it is, hold on, let me tell you, imported by Singa North America. Uh, it's pretty good stuff. It's a 5.5% beer. Uh, lager, so like your Heineken and your Stella and stuff like that. Um, it's pretty good, actually. Uh, for I've never had beer from Asia. No, I lied. I have, I've had Sapporo before. So, no, never mind. But I've never had Thai beer, but it's pretty good. Uh, Sephora? No, Sapporo. It's a Japanese. No, Bart? I was, I was just messing. Doesn't ring a bell? Oh, you're, you're, messing, you're messing with me? How dare you? Apologize. Sorry. No. So no, no, I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> but it's pretty good. It's like when I taste a si- when I take a sip, um, I'm greeted by weediness and you know all the shebang. It's pretty tasty, uh, and it's like a Heineken, but it's like a weedier Heineken. Uh, it's like a lighter, lighter Heineken. I like it overall. I'd give it like a seven point eight out of ten. It's pretty good. Singa, uh, I'd drink you again. Not bad. That's not a, that's not a bad rating by any means. Mazel tov. It's, it's lighter. It's lighter than than a Heineken. It's like it's a lighter tasting Heineken. Is it lighter? Is like less calories in it? Like what? Is, no, what it's just like it's like because a Heineken's a heavier taste. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's less filling of a beer. So right there, you go. It's less filling. There you go. That's what I mean. Uh, okay, that makes a little more sense. There it's you just, go. Yes, you make it. A I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Uh, the next beer I will review, just a little preview. It's called Red Stripe. It's from Jamaica, so I can't wait. Ooh, I've always wanted to try Red Stripe, but just never really had the opportunity or there wasn't really the a, a good situation to give it a try. Well, you you'll it? find out next what week. What do you mean by a good situation to give it a try? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, like, what? Okay, we'll, we'll, do, we'll just do this. What is a good, I don't know, when you have like a Bud Light or something like that, what's a what's a good situation for that? Never, never. When you don't have money to get actual beer. <laughs> when you don't have money, there when you bro- go. When you're on a stimulus package of your own. <laughs> okay, so what's what's a good red stripe time? Oh, uh, next week, Monday. Exactly. I guess when we tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know what red stripe is, but it's probably a better time to have that than Bud Light. Yes, yeah. absolutely. absolutely. To our Bud Light drinkers, I'm sorry, but on the, on the opposite Dilly. side, if Bud Light's listening to this, which they're probably not, but if they do and they want to sponsor us, we fucking love Bud Light. It's the best. Uh, I actually don't mind Bud Light, like, but if there's the opportunity to get like something like more flavorful, I prefer that. But Bud Light, uh, nice. I'd go Coors over Bud Light. I used to actually. I, I don't be the same know way. if this is a hot take, but I I, I prefer MGD. I'm just get off the show. Yeah, out of here. It's not bad. I just, just like if if it, if you put barbecue sauce in your beer. It's <laughs> 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 true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> what? What? On my food, not on my beverages. Uh, well, we don't know that. We don't know that for sure. So yeah, and, until it's proven otherwise, that's what you do. Bud Light. Bud Light is my my go to stadium beer. 
Yeah, that's fair. Mm, still no. No. Okay. Well, what's yours? Me? Well, in the United Center is 312. Okay. No, if you had to go like. But that's, if that's, you had to go that's pricey. National, like Blue if you noon. had to go like national beer, it's not like a localized one like 312 would be. Okay, Blue I'm Moon, saying, Lion, and Google, saying, Summer Shandy. So either, okay, so all right, that's fine. That's fine. You, you know what I'm I saying. To, when I went to Bush, I've had Shock Top. When I went to Minnesota, I've okay. had Shock Top. Okay. Shock Top is pretty good of a beer, stadium beer. Um, and Blue Moon, Blue Moon honestly goes with everything. So yeah, that's a good stadium beer to have. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. But if I go to games broke, um, then then it's Bud Light. Yes. Yeah, I'll admit that. Like if you go to B-Dubs and they have like a special for like $2 or Bud Light, yeah. I'll I'll get ten of them. I don't care. Yeah, like, I'll get Bud Light then. If there's yeah. this deal on Bud Light, like yes, absolutely. But if I'm paying full price for it, no, not a chance. Okay. Well, how about you guys tell us what you think? What's your what's your go to stadium beer? We I like know. that. Yeah. We, we, we do want to know. <laughs> yeah, let's let's hear a go to stadium beer. It'll All be the a, beer. A, every single every single keg. Yeah, just have a keg right next right in your seat. No, in fact, here's a better idea. Buy a second seat just for the keg. Okay. <laughs> I like that. I, I think this is flawless logic. Yeah. We're we're going yeah. somewhere now. Well here's the thing. Yeah. Then when you finish it, you get two seats. True. Exactly. And then and, and then you get a free seat up. for your food for the for the stadium nachos, you know? Yeah. Is, for when you need to take a nap. We are revolutionizing how people enjoy games once they come we back. Really, we really are. Post-coronavirus, this should be a thing. Uh, I'm going to call Rocky Wirtz. Give him a quick buzz. Down for it. <laughs> I'm all about it. Well, Damian Lillard, 61 points in a game after a 90 scored 51. I mean, it's safe to say that the NBA is back. Like, the Suns are unbeaten right now. That's mind-blowing. Yeah, I put I, I don't know. They're eight and zero in the bubble too. Are they now? They yeah. won today, didn't they? Holy cow! They won today. Um, so I mean, I the the Blazers and the Suns are, are there, but here's the thing about Damian Lillard. He's amazing. Uh, Portland's no joke, but at the same time, they're like the Maple Leafs um, of basketball. You could say that, no, and, that's not fair. You know, uh, I mean, I think it is because here's the deal. Here's the thing with with them though, Damian Lillard. Here's here's a hot take. His loyalty will get him nowhere. Uh, he is so loyal to Portland. He like I get he wants to beat the big name teams. I totally understand, and he could do it on some nights, but most nights he can't. Um, he can't and, do it for a seven game series. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, I mean, he can shoot a game winner, maybe game two, three. I don't know about you know some so something out of that nature. But I just I don't like it that he is. I don't like the fact that he's so loyal to Portland, and that is going to get like nowhere. Him. And I follow him on Instagram now because he's a cool guy. I mean, he's awesome, but he's a great player. He's one. Top ten in the NBA for sure, but it's, yeah. it's I don't know, man. I don't know. I love Dan. Also, but, sorry, oh. just just a quick note. And CJ McCollum has a fractured back, so but he he's still playing. Uh, that seems questionable, but <laughs> um, <laughs> that's not listed on on injury r- report despite fractured back. So he's oh. apparently he's been playing with his fractured back for a while too. Old move because if he like just. Like goes up for a rebound, and then gets his legs taken out, and hits the ground. It's over. Um, but yeah, I like Dame. He's he's a baller for sure, and he's been one of my favorite players since he entered the league. I agree. Loyalty's not gonna get him a ring that he deserves. But it's the same thing with Giannis. Giannis wants to stay loyal to Milwaukee, even though 
That's not. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen, man. Like, I, I love Giannis. Uh, yeah. Milwaukee's a great team. I don't it's not going to be a great team every single year that they're there, though. And so they're not going to have the same money to throw around. Plus, he has good players now, but no one else is going to want to come to Milwaukee because, I mean, who likes? No one likes Milwaukee. Like, Correct. let's just be completely honest here. Exactly. It's, it's no one likes going to. Milwaukee. I could see Giannis going to another like mid-market team that has another star. Like maybe him and, literally what I was about to say, maybe him and team team <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. Like, bam, done. Or like go to Miami. Him and Jimmy Buckets. Cool. Make me Jimmy Buckets. Douche. Uh you watch him uh, out, sir. He's calling out CP three for coming after his teammates. I'm all for Jimmy Buckets in Miami. Here's I have some respect for him. Here's the team that's surprising me more and more by the day. Um, the Suns, and they sucked entirely throughout the regular season. And now they're here. And I told you, Kevin, I told you guys like earlier when we first started to talk about like the bubble and they're just entering in. Like the NBA just wants them for Devin Booker. But I mean it's working out great. Like he's been so good and the Suns look look good. They they really do. I don't know how far they can get, but Hey, who knows? Yeah, I'm surprised by the Suns. And, I mean, if they stay this high, they could go on a run. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you still have to go through the Lakers and Clippers in the West. And I don't think any team below those two can go through them. Um, Yeah, it'll definitely be a fun time. (laughs) But I do think that the Suns are looking good. And they're showing that they're ahead of schedule with their rebuild now, which is good for those fans. And Devin Booker. Yes, absolutely. Oh, also, uh, the Spurs ended their 22-year uh, streak of uh, going in uh, and playing in the playoffs. That's so, so sad. Wow. 22 That's years so sad now. Because <laughs> the Spurs have always been a likable team, I think. I'm not sure if I'm a fan because then they can go suck a nut. I love Greg Popovich. I love the Spurs. I don't have anything against them. They're they're usually a good team. Um Pop's kind of weird sometimes, but overall, I like him. <laughs> Pop's Pop's an interesting personality, but I like him. He's yes, the second best coach of all time behind Phil Jackson, um, at least in the NBA level, because then you can throw in Coach K in that top three. Um, but, and then Gino Arayama, you know, he's yeah. up there too. Yeah. Uh, it's a shame that he's never going to be an NBA coach. He said it himself. Yeah, but, but it is what it is. The way he like cares about his college athletes is just – so incredible that I, I'm happy he's in college coach. But yeah, that, most definitely. We can talk about that when NBA or uh, NCAA season eventually rolls around. And it will. I hope. Yeah, I really hope. trust. <laughs> Speaking of that, though, like the thought of a college football season, and I want to, I want it to happen, but like. What's the point? All that this is at this point is just the the leagues just wanting their money. So I I don't know. I I I want college football. And quite frankly, the first game was supposed to be two and a half weeks from this recording. Like we were two and a half weeks from a college football season. And obviously that's not happening. But yeah, man, I mean, I love college just, football too. It just seems like it's so much of a liability. Like, there's no point. Push it back to the spring. Like, I know, Matt, we had this conversation about, about the NFL season and pushing back the Super Bowl. And Kevin and I thought that that wasn't something that was incredibly feasible. But 
college football is something you can push back. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just weird because it's like I look at it and then you have like, you know, everybody in the SEC. I mean, shocker, because everyone in the South thinks they're invincible anyway. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you just got to sleep with your cousin, drink some Budweiser and you're good to go. Yeah. And then be Florida men um, on heroin or whatever else they do. But and rob a Burger King, you know, that seems to happen every day. Yeah, that seems to happen every day. But a lot of things, math, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody in the SEC wants to play. That's that's fine. That's cool. Um, and then there's there's one more conference, uh, the Big 12, right? Is that a uh, I'm pretty sure they're out too. ACC, yeah, maybe? Uh, SEC, uh, ACC, there you go. And then the 12, the Big 12, they want to play. Which then you have like Nebraska, Michigan, and Ohio State from the Big 10 that still want to play too. Oh no! They said that no. Their president told them to shut up. They're not. They're not going oh, really? out of the Big Ten. Yeah. Huh. So Big Ten and Pac-12, they leave. Including Nebraska, I thought Nebraska was like they were like. No, uh, they they told Scott Frost to shut up. Uh, <laughs> they're enough. like, no, you're 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 gonna stop talking now, uh, because I mean the thing is, it's like they're probably not gonna get any money from playing in different conferences. One, two, the Big Ten's probably not gonna want to pay him after this time. So, yeah, I don't know. I find it. Oh, hello. Uh, but I, the, I don't know. It's just weird. Um, and I find it like it's really tough because there's no like leadership in the NCAA either. It's like there's not one person saying that you can do this, you can't do that. And plus, what's going to happen with the playoffs? Like that's that's weird. Well, they just canceled that today. Um, for all fall sports, they're canceling. Uh, playoff. They're canceling playoffs, and for like conference championships and stuff like that. Um, but it doesn't affect bowl games. So all bowl games are still going on. Okay, Just that's no fine. Champions. But how's that going to play out when the Big Ten and the Pac-12, they have representatives for the like two of the bigger bowl games? Like they're replaced up. by the 1-10 in 10 SEC team that sucks. And, you know, there you go. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, why isn't there one person that's in charge of, like, NCAA football that's like, no, we're all just going to play in the spring? Like, that's that's what it gets to me. Like, I get it. They want to show them that they don't have, they don't need the NCAA at all whatsoever. The big five, the power five conferences, but that, I don't think you want the NCAA to control everything. Well, I mean, they do. Like, Mark Emmerich or whatever his name is, he understood to be like, yeah, we're shutting everything down. He doesn't. <laughs> He's probably the most spineless person uh, that is in charge of sports. He doesn't want to make a decision about anything because he doesn't want to make everyone that donates to his pocket mad. Right. Uh, so, I mean, let's be real. The NCAA is a business, and they just want to profit off the student-athletes. They don't care about their safety, quite bluntly. Um, but I, mean, I will say that, like, the Mac and NIU being at the forefront of being the first ones to cancel fall sports and canceling their football season was a big deal because no one wants to be last now. So NIU and the Mac set an example, being like, hey, player safety first over money. And now everyone else has to kind of make that decision with what they're about and what they're. Yeah, and then the Mountain, important. Mountain West, too. I, I don't even know any teams from the Mountain West, but uh, uh, I don't mean. Oh, Wyoming, sorry. Colorado State, uh, Boise State, Boise State, Boise State's from Mountain West, really? Yeah, yeah. they're trying to go to the Big Twelve for a while. I mean, NIU wanted to go to the Big Twelve for a while. Yeah, well, we got shut down. 
Well, for good reason. <laughs> it's for a good reason. Oh, well, I don't fine. like that reason. I would it's not. It's fine. Like... I'd rather you play Ball State than you know. Whoever. I would rather, I'd rather play, play Oklahoma State. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech. You know, TCU, all those yep. teams. Come on, Kansas, Kansas State, come at us. Okay, you want you. I mean, if you if you're if you're at a bigger conference, you'll probably end up with uh, with better prospects eventually. You get so. better recruits, better money coming in, right? And we would have given Chicago market to the Big Twelve, um, which yeah, they don't have. So it would have made sense. But at the same well, time, they have Northwestern when they're good. Well, that's, that's every 10. every three so, years. But yeah, you're right. Nice try. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, we can talk about the politics of the conferences later on. But at the end of the day, like they should just cancel the season at this point. Like it's no there's no point in having two conferences play games. But there is. But there's not. Kevin, but there is though. But there's not. But think no, think about not. it this way. No, think wait, wait, think about it this way, okay? If two conferences play football in the fall, right? Then that means, hear me out. That means the NCAA makes money. But if no one's spring, the NCAA is going to make money too because then <laughs> there might be fans in the stands. Would you look at that? But then now they're competing with Major League Baseball. Now they're competing with the NBA playoffs. The NHL. It's playoffs. it's not hard to compete with uh, the MLB because they're not marketable. So, well, and then you tell someone they, they can, don't have anyone working their marketing well, department. And, and you can also see, too. and then you can also like if you tell a college student they can start drinking at seven in the morning during the spring. Oh man, they'll take it. They'll take it all the time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when I tailgate for NIU games, you could have told me it was seven a.m. in January. I'd be like, all right. Game on. On a Tuesday. Yeah. Midweek matchin. You love it. Like, Midweek matchin. Matchin? Matchin. Yeah, Mid-week we're going to get drunk just to watch you, Matt. Uh, right, that's fine. I'll sling a football <laughs> up and down the field. I'll be perfect. You uh, can't be worse than Mitch Trubitsky. Uh, you're probably right. Maybe. <laughs> There's a slight hey. possibility I can't be. I got to lose like 100 pounds and I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Easy. All right. Um, we're going to move on to a segment that I haven't done in a minute fully uh, just because of what we've been talking about. And it's back. We got our false top five. Kevin, I want to start with you. Oh, okay. Please. Um, as summer is winding down, some of you might be taking your vacations now that, well, everywhere is spiking back up in uh, COVID cases. So you probably should have taken it like a month ago. But if you are taking vacations, this one's for you. I'm going to do the top five vacation spots in the world. Number five, coming in nice and crisp, is Antarctica. Go chill with some penguins. Go get attacked by a seal. I don't know. But I'm sure... You'll enjoy it in the middle of summer when you have to wear 18 layers. Number four. Who wouldn't love this? But the slums of Rio de Janeiro. Be like Ryan Lochte. Fake getting robbed. It sounds like a great time. That place is actually incredible. Well, the beach is, Um, but then you go like a mile west. 
it's not I mean incredible yeah it's <laughs> it's dangerous but if, yeah. okay all right yeah if you're <laughs> don't don't go don't don't go near the slums you're yeah, right stay on the rio is incredible yeah i, I want to go to rio i want to see christ the redeemer but i don't want to have to have christ redeem me while i'm there so uh those <laughs> slums are actually called the favelas yeah i can't think of the word so i appreciate that yes of course you're welcome sir anything mm-hmm. for you <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> See, we're all best friends here. Chris said it. Uh, <laughs> number oh, three, wherever in China COVID started and wherever they decided they wanted to bring back Wuhan and play get. Yeah. Wuhan. Yeah. Go vacation there. You see history. See where this global pandemic started. Sounds like a great time, right? Can't argue with that. Number two, some prison in Russia, like just build a gulag. Like, Go hang out, <laughs> drink some vodka with Putin in, in prison. Sounds and possibly and possibly Tarasenko and Ovi. Yeah, like sounds phenomenal. Sounds like a party. You cannot go wrong with this idea. Maybe Panarin will find them too. Maybe. Oh my god! Uh, good old Bob, take a tree from Florida since he's not playing right now. Go yeah. party it up with you in Russia. Right. And then number one, the place we all love so dearly, even though it wants to kill us. Australia, everything there wants to murder you. Like birds fly out of the sky and just try to peck your head open. The kangaroos will botch you. They're pretty sure they have crocodiles, right? That's where uh, Steve Irwin was from. Crocodiles would come bite your leg off. It just sounds splendid. Have you seen the spiders? Oh, I don't want to see the spiders. I've seen like pictures. They're like the size of your entire torso. Like. Nah, fam. Yeah. I'm good. I want to go. I think it'd be cool. And New Zealand, New Zealand is actually like it's pretty much Australia, but without all the scary stuff. So yeah, and without, without without COVID, essentially. <laughs> yeah, that too. What that too. What about but what about Fiji? They have water. They have water. <laughs> they do have water. Correct. <laughs> It looks cool. I don't know. <laughs> I like it. But yeah, that's my top five this week, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, fun to clear, to... That is a false top five. Yeah, Please false top five. Places. Please uh, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you can't go to Australia. That's the only place I would actually recommend. Oh, Antarctica would be cool, too. You can go hang out with some penguins. Yeah, that's fine. That's okay. It's all about perspective, honestly. Yeah, you just got to go with positive attitude. <sighs> In, in Russia, you might get to wrestle a bear. Like that seems fun. Or Putin. Leonardo but DiCaprio did it in a movie. You don't, you don't wrestle Putin and make it out alive. Okay. It's <laughs> also true. They do have a COVID vaccine though. So supposedly. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's Putin's daughter. Just, Putin's daughter took it in live TV. Yeah, it's a uh, called vodka in a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> it's also true. That is also ninety nine proof rocky fuel. The Russian gas. <laughs> it's lit. <laughs> All right, guys. So there was two big deals today that happened, uh, both from the same position. How do you guys feel about, one, the Kansas City Chiefs continuing to LOL at the salary cap, and two, George Kittle being a uh, WWE superstar in the NFL? 
<laughs> well, I mean, Kittle's good. Uh, Kittle, Kittle's deserving. Travis Kelsey's definitely deserving too. Um, Zach Ertz is probably going to be next after for these guys. I mean, they've shown they've improved the tight end position. So, uh, I mean, they're just they're making the tight end position elite again. I, I, I guess you could say so. It's definitely fun watching these guys play. Um, I just, I again, I don't know how the Chiefs are doing this. If someone can explain to me, that'd be fine. That'd be cool. Um, apparently, they don't believe in being any other position or any other players, I guess you could say. But they pay their... all their players. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah, they do. I mean, apparently, they had $137 million free in cap space. But How? this is still uh, yeah, at the beginning of all this. So it's just it's really weird. It's just it's very weird. But eventually, you're going to have to I don't know I just I have no idea how they're doing this it's the weirdest thing ever but they're deserving I I like the two of them I really do Kittle and Travis Kelsey are great tight ends in the league so um it'll go a long way for sure yeah I like I think Kittle's going to end up living up to his contract more Kelsey's already I think he's either 30 or on the wrong side of 30 at this point so giving him four years 57 million is a bit much but uh Kittle getting five years 75 mil that's phenomenal for him. Um, that does make him the highest paid tight end ever, right? Yeah. Yes, yes I, it does. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Which, yes, it does. That's awesome for him. He definitely deserves it. Yeah. I mean, you know, he was actually picked in the same round as Adam Sheen was. <laughs> cry, tear. Um, was he picked hearts. before or after? Um, so he was picked in the fifth round, and Adam Sheen was picked in the second. Part <laughs> <laughs> same, same man. I know exactly how you feel. I know exactly. Uh, how you feel. The Bears uh, whiffed on that one real hard. And then somehow San Francisco swindled uh, Jimmy Garoppolo there to throw it to him. So that's that's another thing. But yeah. So uh, Tyreek Hill, he's he's making his base salary is less than a million dollars right now. But isn't his contract about to be up? His, yeah, yeah, I believe so. His roster bonus is like fifteen million though, so that's where it kind of kicks in as well too. Um, Valid. But yeah, no, there's actually like a bunch of uh, extensions that happened either today or, or very recently. Um, uh, the head coach of the Bills, was it uh, McDermott? He got signed for another six years. So, I don't know. It, it, bold. Bold. Yeah, I don't very, know. very I, much so. I, I think he's a really good head coach. I mean, the, the defense has always played really well. Now it's just a matter of uh, uh, Josh Allen uh, developing into uh, – I mean, he's he's a solid quarterback right now. I think he has to get better, but I think yeah. he's solid. I mean, McDermott's not a bad coach by any means, but it's a six-year contract. I mean, I guess they're banking on the fact that Tom Brady's not in the AFC East anymore and that this is their chance to like, control the division now. But I don't know. I mean, six years, it is. It, it not is saying much. Josh Allen's the best quarterback in that division. So uh, Cam Newton's actually the best quarterback in that division. Oh, okay. When he's not broken in half, and then right. the Bills, Bills also uh, extended their their left tackle Deion Dawkins uh, until twenty twenty four. So he's a great player. He really he is. is. I love watching him. He's one of the best tackles in the game. Yeah. So that was that was money went well spent. He got a sixty million Jesus. extension. <laughs> For alignment, I mean, they if you think about it, they they really do. A majority of the work on the football field. That and and usually they're they're the most consistent out of all the positions. You know, 
Yeah, they really are. Usually. Yeah. Well, because they're not relying on another person. They're relying on themselves. It's not like yeah. a wide receiver that has to have a quarterback throw to them consistently. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's very true. The, you could say literally the O-line. I mean, I, I mean, they could be argued that's quarterback, but the O-line controls the offense on the football field. They really do. I mean, they control how fast the quarterback gets out of his hands, the running back, how fast the receivers can get open, all that kind of good stuff. So they, yeah. they definitely deserve to get paid the most money. So I will say left tackle and center are two of the top five most important positions on the football field. Yeah, especially the blind side. I mean, yeah. It's it's that stuff. Yep, for sure. <laughs> anyway, let's just let's get back into our second false top five. Matt, I want to hear yours because you were hyping this up a little bit earlier. So let's let's hear it. So you had the top five false top five of vacation spots where you shouldn't go, um, and these uh, things probably happened there. I have the they probably didn't, but whatever. Uh, in honor of hurricane season, I have false top five hurricane names, and they were actually hurricanes too. And I'll tell you what years they're awesome. So going down five to one, number one you got Hurricane Claudette back in 03, 2003 Hurricane Claudette. Um, number four, you have Hurricane Edna back in 1954. Um, this just keep getting better. Number three, you got Hurricane Hortense, spelled H-O-R-T-E-N-S-E. Yes, I said Hortense back in 1996. Number two, you got Hurricane Lenny. Lenny having in 99. And then number one, probably the best and the worst hurricane name ever. And it, the rule is that once it happens, once you name it, you just can't name it again. Hurricane Bob. <laughs> hurricane Bob uh, happened in 1991. <laughs> oh, Robert. Good old Bob. Yeah. Oh, Hurricane Bobby. You guys know there was a... Have you ever looked up hurricane names that were your own name? No. Uh, I don't know. Like, I thought Hurricane Matthew was like a big one in the 2000s. I mean, I, I, am, I, I am a big person. So. There's a Hurricane Bertha. Big Bertha. Big Bertha. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, category Hurricane Matthew was the first category five in the Atlantic. Yeah, uh, that's what I thought. The, that happened in 2016. Okay. okay. Nice. Yeah, I remember that one, actually. Oh, it caused a humanitarian crisis in Haiti. It's not lit. <laughs> oh yeah, that was that one. That, that was, was bad. Yeah, that was real the bad. affected areas were Florida, Venezuela, Cuba, North Carolina, and then back down in Haiti. God dang it, Matt! Wow, so do sorry. better, Matt. I you know I'm trying. I'm going down on the McChicken count. So you, you know there was a Hurricane Chris. <laughs> uh, that's a rapper. 20, 2012, category one. Oh, you're weak, son. I, I'm weak and. A lot of different things, but apparently a hurricane is another one of them. So we'll, <laughs> chalk, we'll just chalk that back up on the. But Hurricane Chris is actually a rapper. I don't know if you know any of his songs. Oh, Why wait, would we no, know that? Know most that. notoriously, his most famous song is "A hey, Baby." Wait, seriously? Yes, that's him. I didn't know that. That's I hurricane didn't know Chris. it was Hurricane Chris. I just thought it was Hurricane. No, it's I Hurricane didn't Chris. That. Hurricane was a wrestler. Oh, same thing. That made my day. <laughs> that absolutely made my day. I didn't know that. Well, Dropping so, yeah. knowledge on the pod. Absolutely. All right. Okay. 
Let's get into this because I know I did a little rant at the beginning. Oh, he was also oh. arrested. So just so we know. I know I did like <laughs> oh good to know. <laughs> I know I did a little bit a little rant on the Cardinals at the start of this episode, but I don't really want to think about that anymore because I'm just kinda of tired of hearing about it. Because they were supposed to play what, a week ago? And yeah, but they keep having one like, positive test at a time. It's real annoying. So where's the taxi squad? Okay, so I was talking about is this it, with my PT the other day. Like, that's the whole point of the taxi squad is if people get that's what I'm tested. Saying. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I that that's what I'm like. Did Manfred like leave something out like that? Like that the whole team has to be out for them to play? Well, because they have or, to have no new positive tests because like the exposure or like time for exposure is fourteen yeah, days. Okay, I understand completely, but so, like. They're trying to go through that 14 days without the test, but we keep having random tests pop up here and there. Like we went four days without a negative test, so we were supposed to start playing again tomorrow. And then today, a coach test is positive. Like, what the frick, dude? Okay, so, now so we're playing Saturday. Apparently, so the players are all renting cars to come down to Chicago to play the Sox. So, so why don't we have instant testing? Every other sport seems that they want to, that they want to. Spend they do. They do, do rapid money. testing. They haven't been because they had some dude in a Honda Civic driving all the way out to the middle of Utah to make these tests happen. <laughs> right. Like, well, no, the, well, the rapid testing is... Car, you sure? I mean, yeah, honestly. <laughs> well, no, the rapid that's... testing is only happening when uh, the teams really need it. Like, the Marlins did it. The Phillies did it back when that happened. That whole debacle happened. So, I think well, the Cardinals are doing it, too. No? I don't feel Why? like the Cardinals are doing it because we would have been playing by now if we were doing rapid testing. But because they would have got them in quarantine right away. Every single team getting it. That's what doesn't make sense to me. Why are we waiting on outbreaks for these teams to get the rapid testing? Why can't Major League Baseball say, this is a weird season. Let's spend the extra money like the NHL and the NBA. It's actually up to the team. do it. Well, it's actually up to the teams, Chris. So a okay, lot of them actually maybe, declined. Okay, then maybe Manfred should just put his foot down and saying, you want to play? Well, this is how we're doing it. I don't get that. Yeah, it's like that like, should be what the commissioner's there for. Like he has ultimate think. power, but Manfred's also the stupidest commissioner in sports right now. He's so, weird. He's a weird guy. He would rather suspend Joe Kelly for eight games than to punish the Astros for willingly cheating their way to World Series. So we can't trust anything he does. Speaking of Joe Kelly, he just called the Astros bitches. I don't know if you guys heard that. Yeah, I did. I fully support that language. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Was also, his suspension <laughs> got reduced to five games. Yep. Oh, wow. That's so much different. It shouldn't be suspended in the first place, but Correct. what do I know? Is, this, is it still going on? I felt like that was a while ago. Uh, it just got appealed yesterday. Or like, oh, it took a week to He's go coming back. Boston. He's coming back soon. Yeah. I think he's back playing tomorrow. Uh, okay. I saw, yeah, I saw a meme on Twitter the other day, and it was like, you, you guys remember that brawl between the Astros and the A's. I think it was the Astros and the A's. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah and the so Dodgers and the Astros. And I'm just specifically the play. I'm just specifically talking about the Astros and the A's with Loriano. Yeah. When he got plunked. I saw a meme it was like the Astros, no discipline. Uh Loriano, no discipline. Joe Kelly suspended for eight games in his action in his involvement. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, that was uh, pretty funny to me. And then the ace player um, 
or actually it was an A's coach. Somebody on the A's got suspended for that brawl, but no one on the Astros got suspended. Like, are you now the Astros for spend first first base? One of those co whoever the coach that instigated the fight was, he got suspended for twenty games. Yeah, okay, which is absurd. Made. It's a sixty game season. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Coach for twenty. I think it was actually more. Than, I think it was twenty eight games. It was weird. It's it's very it's, it's very a weird strange. number and I mean, it's way too much when the Astros got nothing. All right. Here's the thing. Let's talk about this. Why don't we talk about Fernando Tatis Jr.? Because he's worth talking about. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's he's absolutely amazing. I mean, uh, I don't know. Like, he's remember when he was in the White Sox organization? Yeah, and then he got uh, he got traded for Big Game James Shields. That was fantastic. <laughs> oh, just an update on that, just a little bit. Ramon Lariano got six games, and Alex Cintron got twenty games. Yeah, that's that's insane to me. Absolutely ignorant. But yeah, Fernando Tatis Jr., like he's a defensive future gold glover. Like he's a stud. He can hit the ball. When he takes off around the bases, like I'm surprised a infield single is not a triple for him. Like this dude is an absolute all star and he's going to be one of the best players in baseball history. Yeah, so he's actually right now he's tied with Aaron Judge for the MLB lead in homers, and uh, Aaron Judge has nine. He has eight. Oh, okay. I have nice thrown up the he's, he's, he's tied. He's tied with Mike Trout. Okay, Part there you go. That guy out here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so but it. here's a fun fact though. So Tatis hit a homer on Sunday that gave him an even thirty. So thirty for his first hundred games, which is, I mean, literally every three out of ten games he hits homer that's that's amazing um that put him alongside other players in history who hit 30 dingers in their first honor games so mark mcguire bellinger rudy york pete alonzo gary sanchez jose brayu aaron judge and ryan brown i mean ryan brown doesn't shouldn't count but whatever but yeah that's a fun fact too okay question is there going to be a 400 hitter this year yes uh he has a good chance of doing it yeah um well there's three of them right now so, I mean, drop those names. Four fifty-eight. Drop those names. Uh, well, we got Charlie Blackman. Yep. Okay. Donovan Solano. Don't even know who that is. He is this giant second baseman. That's why I don't he, know who he is. He's fifty. <laughs> he's fifty-nine at bats right now, and he he's hitting four fifty-eight. So Blackman's hitting four seventy-two, and then DJ LeMay, he was at four thirty-one. Yeah, I could see both Blackman and, and LeMahieu doing it because they both have won batting titles before. Can you imagine if both of them actually actually beat 400 or maybe even three of them? Three of them did? You know, before well, the season, season started... Would be very easy to do, but yeah. Correct. Before the season started, I actually predicted that Christian Yelich would do it. Oh, well. <laughs> well, he's well. Looks like a fool. Um, oh, man. But he isn't even batting his weight right now. Is he still yeah. below 100? No, he's still he's below like 150. I think the last I checked, it was like one. one he had an inside the park homer against the Sox, don't White Sox, don't you remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's still hitting 140. <laughs> uh, well. So he's trending upwards. He's on fire right now. He's going to hit 400 still. <laughs> I'm positive. Okay. Let him hit two first. <laughs> Let him hit 150 first. Right. You know what, guys? I'm, I'm on the positivity train today. Why, why are you rooting for Christian Yelich? You're a Cardinals fan. Like you should hate the Brewers. Because he destroys the Cubs. 
And I have nothing uh, else to refer right oh. now until the Cardinals start playing again. Guys, speaking guys, of, guys. no one's destroying the Cubs this year. Guys, the Marlins Chris, will. Guys, Christian Yelich is hitting 169. Oh, he hit 150. Let's go. But did you not hear that? He's I did. 169. Nice. Yeah, I did hear <laughs> that's, that's why he was doing so bad. It all makes sense now. He just had to get there. He has to average out the 169. I understand. I get he it. He had it all planned out. Yeah. That was all part of his plan. <laughs> Christian Yelich, we have mad respect for you. No hate here. Just keep that average going and then you'll be fine. <laughs> He'll he'll be fine. I think the Brewers will be fine. And after the Cardinals get demoted to a non-competitive season, pretty much every team in the Central is going to be in the playoffs. Uh, the Cardinals are not going to have that happen. They're we'll going. See. I guarantee you, by like one or more teams going to have an outbreak before the season's over, they're going to go based on winning percentage, minimum forty-five games played to make the playoffs. So you really think? Nah, forty-five. I think in? no. It'll be forty-five to forty-eight. I think it's going to be 50, dude. 50. I, I mean, 50. you can see 50, but I can see 45 to 50 is going to be somewhere in that range. I'm a little baller because Manfred's an idiot. Um, but I I don't think the Cardinals or the Marlins or anyone's going to get moved to a non-competitive season because then you have to award wins to other teams, and that gets into a gray area. It's not going to happen. We'll see. We'll see. I'm still upset about. I'm still upset at them. Me too. I I hate that. I don't. I don't know who went to the casino. I don't know who did it. But it sucks that one or two players that just said, "Nope, I'm getting paid thirty eight thousand a paycheck. I'm going to go out anyway, even though my contract says I can't." And then he ends up infecting the entire team, and now their season is completely screwed in my eyes. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, I'm still upset. I'm still upset. I don't know. Probably will be until opening day 2021. Yeah. I mean, if they find out who did it and they don't want to say it this season just for like privacy reasons, whoever just, did it, suspend him for the first half of next season. 81 no, games off the bat. No, whoever or did it, done. You're done. Get get out of here. Pack up your stuff. Go home. I hope someone else signs you. You're done. Well, so that would be my Because. <laughs> They they wouldn't do that to Yachty. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe he tested positive, man. So he did test positive. That's if it was okay. I'll just go on this. If Yachty or Molina was the guy who infected the entire team because he made a stupid decision, his legacy drops dramatically. Not during a sixty-game season, Chris. No, I, I think it does. I don't, I don't no. agree with that. No, I don't. I'm still Hall of Famer. He's still a Cardinals Hall of Famer. He's still getting a number retired. I am saying, and I am also saying that Yadier Molina is a very sentimental player in my eyes. Why? Because I got to witness his first career home run at Old Bush Stadium. Okay, if he is the one that infected the the entire team and pretty much. Dropped their season. I don't know. I think his 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 reputation legacy, at least not his playing rep, not his playing legacy, but his reputation legacy. I think it drops. Nope, still don't agree. Yeah, I don't think so, Chris. Once the uh, seasons are are back to how they're usually structured, uh, I'm probably even going to forget that there was a coronavirus. So yeah, yeah, I wouldn't doubt that either. <laughs> Chris, Chris, I will I think say it does. I think it would for this season at the very least. 
I, w- I would be pretty mad at him. But, you know, if he returns to be a Cardinal next year, tears it up, ah, whatever. No one like 2020 anyway. Correct. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chris, I will say that the last three days, we've had wildly different opinions on St. Louis sports. I know. We're we on two very opposite ends of the spectrum, especially when I it know comes to hockey. Oh, that'll, that'll be a fun one. In fact, let's get into hockey. Let's get into some hockey right now. But before we do, before we jump into that, I know we all have some pretty steep opinions, especially for the first few days of the first round. I think we should take a break. That, the UFC, and St. Louis, from all places, finally has a team name for their new MLS team. I'm excited Better than the Kraken. Yeah, I don't know about that. (laughs) Get get out of here. Let's let's dive into that after this break for a word from our sponsors. Are you an athlete or do you know any athletes that want to improve their performance and reach their potential? If you answered yes to that, then you need to visit... Alpha Sport Performance. Alpha Sport Performance is a new athlete training company that aims to elevate your athletic performance by offering sports psychology skills, training, customized strength strength training programs, personalized nutrition coaching, and the best part, all sessions are completely virtual. That means no matter where you are, you can meet with your coach to get the training you need. ASP offers a unique ability to get all your training needs in one place. Their coaches have worked with athletes from multiple sports, including tennis, basketball, volleyball, lacrosse, cycling, and more, from the high school level all the way up to international lead athletes. To check out their services and schedule a free consultation, go to alphasportperformance.com. Again, that's alphasportperformance.com. And thank you for that word from our supporters over at Alpha Sport Performance. Be sure to go and check them out, alphasportperformance.com. Great people over there. And they can set you up with some really great services. Let's get into hockey because we have, like I said before the break, we've got some pretty strong and kind of differing opinions. I want to hear at least from our in-house Blackhawks fans, like what are you guys thinking right now? Because... At the time of this recording, they just lost in overtime to Vegas. They're down two to nothing. Is this is this something you guys were expecting? Is this something that was kind of like, well, we were hopeful that that they would move on? I don't think the, any of the hockey world was expecting anything different, but it's crazy. You never know. So, what do you what are you guys' thoughts? Um. So, I mean, like, I don't know. I, the first game was kind of like, eh, whatever. Like, we'll just move on to the second one. Uh, today, obviously, right after, right before we recorded, they finished the second game in overtime. Uh, they were down 2-0, came back, made it 3-3, um, lost in overtime. I don't know. I mean, I just can't. They're, 
their playoff uh what is it called um oh my god i can't talk right now other experience there you go their playoff experience it showed today when they were going back uh kane actually had three assists on those three goals too so i don't know uh it's it's down to oh but it's gonna be i feel like the next couple of games uh they can pull one or two out they can definitely make it competitive uh and today showed that so part i don't know what you think yeah, game one was definitely like that was that was a, a pretty major flop. Uh, Vegas exposed every issue that we had. Um, that, I mean, what was there to expose, Bart? They there was really no exposing. They're the 12th seed that really wasn't supposed to be there. So, I mean, okay, but but we are but, but we have playoff experience and we have two lines that didn't do like if anything they hurt the team against Edmonton. Right. Whenever, right. whenever yeah. Nylander was was on, Strom wasn't like he 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 was a minus. Uh, he wasn't productive at all. And and Mata, despite like scoring maybe a couple goals uh, in Edmonton, he wasn't good. So they were absolutely exposed. Um, and the team. We're well, talking about those lines. Yeah, definitely. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, but but like Taze, obviously, like he had an incredible series against Edmonton. He just couldn't do it again against uh, in game one. Uh, game two, I was really impressed. I and you might be really surprised about this, but I was actually impressed with Colleton. And the line, yeah, the lines he put together were pretty good, definitely. And, and, and mid game too. I mean, you you had you had Kane with with uh, Kirby Doc and Kajula to start right in, in the middle somewhere. You had Kane, Strom, and and Cat. They they played really well. Um, you know, Boquist was scratched today, and it. It definitely made sense. Carlson, he just plays a simpler game. He plays it safe. And he actually did pretty well, too. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he did what he had to do, you know? So, um, and and the the skater I've actually been impressed with the most is, is Highmore. I felt like he's been getting better and better throughout these playoffs. Which is very surprising. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, despite losing, like, I... I, I picked Vegas to win this series. I I hope the Hawks can make it a little bit more of a challenge. Maybe pull out the next next couple games, give me some false hope again. Um, but I've honestly been pretty impressed. Crawford and Crawford's been okay. Like he hasn't been. I think he'd tell you that too. I think he's like just okay, and that's pretty much it. But yeah, uh, he's let in some very 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 soft goals. So, you know, I mean, if, if if Crawford goes on a tear all of a sudden, you know, we, we be got ourselves, yeah, we we got ourselves a, a, a series, you know, and Kirby Doc just looks so good. He finally got rewarded with a goal. He's just in the right spot. I don't know, man. Like, I, I just, I can't even be that upset. Like, it was it was fun to watch. They weren't getting destroyed. It actually looked really even. And obviously they, they went three, three into overtime. And uh, that goal was that they allowed uh, was sloppy, but you know, it is, it, it is what it is. They, they had uh, the first two goals for Vegas were, were sloppy too. So they were, they were pretty soft again. You know, yeah. Carver likes to do that, but uh, you well, know who can be upset? Hold on. Koi part. You know, who can be upset is our, uh, our resident blues fans. Um, 
you know, that's what's going on, guys. You, you tell us, tell us what's going on. Chris, okay. do you want to go first? Or you want me to yes, go first? I do. I want to go first. So <laughs> go here's the it. thing: <laughs> the Blues are now zero and five. Zero four and one, sir. They are zero and five. I don't give a don't give a <laughs> shit about the one overtime lot. They still lost. They still lost. They are zero and five. They're the defending Stanley Cup champion. What are you doing? What are you doing? You've lost two games now in the final 20 seconds. Your offense is the offense looks like it's picking up. They look like they're getting more aggressive. The first kind of few minutes of that first period. Remember last episode when I said, you know, if they don't come out hot, I'm going to start hitting the panic button. That well. first that first seven minutes or so, my hand was pretty firmly on that panic button. And then they started to pick up. They started to pick up. Zach Sanford was all over the ice. I thought that there wasn't a single moment that he wasn't in the picture one way or another. The offense started finding chances. And right now, David Perron is the MVP of this team right now. Because he seems like he's the only one who's been scoring for them. Tarasenko's been having his moments. He's been getting looks. It's just a matter of finishing. That's kind of been his problem. He's a sniper, so you either hit the net or you don't net. He's been out for a while. So He's been out for a while. I get it, but he's starting to look like his old self. Who did you say the MVP of the team was? David Perron. It's not Falk? Are you sure? Oh my god! <laughs> don't don't start. Do not start. MVP of, of eating ass. The, <laughs> the defense looks so lethargic right now. Like I'll give Bo, Bo Horvat credit. That was a sick move on Vince Dunn. What is Vince Dunn doing? Play uh, the man. Play the man. Justin Falk had probably two or three horrible passes in his own defensive zone. Petrangelo just. Is, has been puck watching the entire playoffs. I don't get it. Like, I know you had an off season long type of type of span, but do something that makes you look like the defending champs. Um, so, more, well, for our listeners, thing. really quick, uh, wait, wait, lethargic yeah, means sluggish okay. and apathetic. Oh my Chris, God. Oh, okay, I feel like we all know what lethargic means. <laughs> I actually didn't. I had to Google it. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, here's, well, here's the, one more thing, Kevin. There's okay. one more thing that really pissed me off when it happened. That third goal that Bennington let in, that, was that one that went, <laughs> the one that went under his armpit. Did you see him wink in the replay? Wait, he winked. No, I did yes. not see that. He winked. My first thought was, get your head out of your ass. Like I get that you. We're probably two votes away from being the con Smythe winner last year. I get that. But that was last year. Cool. Do it this year. Don't act like you're just some hot shit. Well, you are for the last year. Do it this year. I don't get it. Quit. <laughs> Oh my god, he can be such a cock sometimes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Chris. Jesus. All right, I'll let you calm down there while I talk. Oh my um, gosh. So, I, that just that just really irritated me because like that was such an arrogant wink. And the very next what two shifts later, he gives up another soft goal. It's like, come on, dude. Get your head out come of your ass. Yeah. So Chris, I will say 
the whole thing with Bennington and why he was good is that confidence and being like, oh, yeah, I can give up this rule. I don't care. I'm going to get you next time. Um, he takes that confidence of not being nervous. But when his defense is giving up phenomenal chances to everybody, it makes it a little bit harder on him. Um, Justin Falk, oh, my God, I don't know where to start. They notice, just, notice the Hurricanes are a lot better without him. Give him please go. Oh yeah, because they have oh, great man. defender and Joel Edmondson. Halfway through that second period, I was like, man, Edmondson looks really good in a Blues uniform right now. Uh, I didn't. I liked Edmondson while he was here. I don't know why he got so much hate, but Falk. There's one point where he just like dropped a pet. Like he didn't even pass the puck. He just left it in the like at the blue line and then skated away. Like. Dude, what are you doing? You freaking moron. Um, so, really tired of Falk. I've said for the entire season, I want Dunn traded. I don't think Dunn is that good. A lot of Blues fans don't agree with me. I don't know why. He showed it last night. Um, Pareko needs to be moved up to the first line. I absolutely think Petrangelo and Pareko should be on the same line. Shut down everyone's top line, especially with a young team like Vancouver. But... I'm not hitting the panic button yet, even remotely. It's in a drawer locked away right now still. We've got back to playing our physical game. We got Hughes hurting, which is huge. Um, We need to focus more on Horvat, but the Blues were starting to find their game, and they looked good for the first two periods. Once that soft goal went in, it really just took the whole team down. But Tarasenko is getting better. He's looking better each shift. Schwartz was looking good last night. Schwartz looked amazing. Perron. Incredible. Perron, every shift he looks good. Sanford is a freaking animal out there. He does not stop skating at full speed. He is grinding every shift. O'Reilly is still a Consmith winner, a Selkie winner, a Selkie finalist again this year. Um, I think and I said this yesterday in the group chat. No one agreed with me, but Jake Allen should get a start. Show the team, like, hey, we need something. Yes, else. do it, do it. Okay, but Jake Allen, if his one start, he did phenomenal. You can't say he didn't do phenomenal against the Stars. He stood oh, on his head. Wow. If game, if game oh, two, man. terrified if game of the Stars. If game two is just like the third period of game one, yeah, absolutely. Because he definitely did that, phenomenal against the team that couldn't score in the regular season. But yeah, at, okay, but been, still, that's confidence been, he's building up. You're seeing shots, you're stopping them. That's confidence. Bennington doesn't have the confidence after that soft goal. Bennington needs to do something. He needs to do something. And like, I, I don't want to say that the 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 pause hurt them in any way like cool we had the pause get back to it it's not not that hard it's your job right but my thing bennington has to show show up and so does the defense in game two because if that's not the case then then i'm going to be start start hitting it well see chris this is why i think we should start allen game two because then it's like Hey, we don't have time to mess around now. Like we're in the actual playoffs. Like we're making a change here. This is a big deal because we all believe in Bennington. So it's like, oh, you're going to him already. That's gonna wake up Bennington and be like, hey, you need to start playing better. And if we go down two yeah. zero, it's not the end of the world. If we go down three zero, that's the end of the world. Could, so yeah. I'd rather Allen start game two and 
give a kick in the butt to Bennington and go from there instead of waiting till the last minute. So, so here's why I don't think that Bennington should be pulled. Here's where Allen should start more so. Bennington needs to show that he can back up this confidence and that he can back up a game like this because his strength last last postseason, last playoffs, is that that team went ten and two the game after a loss. Yep. The game after a loss, Bennington said, Okay, I'm gonna stand my head this next game. I'm gonna Which, make sure my defense is in the right position. I'm gonna do my job. He Which needs I, to start game two. He needs to start game two. And if if it was like the third period of last night, get Allen in there. Because you're 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 something's something's up. Yeah. I, it's not a contract year either. Like Come on, man. This isn't this isn't tough. I mean, I, I can't say that, but just pick up where you left off. I, I well, feel like Chris. I don't know. Like, maybe maybe I'm just maybe I'm being super ignorant about it. But Chris, you gotta take this into uh, consideration. Okay. The pause to when they started playing again was longer than the pause they took last season from the end of the Stanley Cup to when they started their next season. This has been a longer pause for this team. So, not only did they come off a short year, they now had a super long pause in the middle of it. So, now our first three games weren't competitive games, and then we looked good for two periods of the Vancouver game. Now, maybe Bennington will come out and be like, it's a competitive game, and I messed up in the third period. And now he's back to himself and like, all right, let's stand on our head again. Like, that could happen now. We don't know because – this is uncharted territory for everyone, but like the Blues haven't not played hockey longer than anybody. So, in a sense, like other teams right. had their break last offseason. They like picked up their routines from last offseason, whereas the Blues partied all last offseason and then came right. in still doing their thing. So, I think they took that mentality into the pause and then now they're taking more time to get up to speed. But I think they'll do fine. I still think we're going to win the series in six or seven. I still think it will be a Western Conference final with the Blues and Avs. Confident. Hope so. the, the only point that I wanted to make about the Blues is the amount of shots that they had from the point that absolutely went nowhere. Yeah. I don't – I got I, I to double-check what the block shots were for that game. But, Too many. I mean, Vancouver was blocking everything. Like They, were, it was, they had a ridiculous amount of shots from the point. They got to they gotta bring it inside. But at the same time, if you looked at Vancouver skaters in that third period, they were not having fun out there in that ice. They did not want to be out there for another minute. I don't know. Bo, Bo Horvat was okay. Bo didn't. Bo did not get touched that entire game. I swear to God, he did not get hit a single. Quinn Hughes was bullied, though. He was bullied. Well, Quinn Hughes only was out there on uh, special teams in the third period. Like the Blues literally took him out of the game. They're like, "You're done." And I think if Hughes, uh, they put him back uh, uh, for when they started playing uh, uh, the safest way you can play, which is so annoying. They're just the- dumping the puck. I was losing my mind. With yeah. Like eight minutes left. Like, come on. Yeah, but they were not putting Hughes in there against anyone that would hit him. They would not do it, and. They would put them in there on special teams. That was it. Like 
excuses I didn't her. Notice. I did notice. No, he's not hurt. He, he, he might no, have I said been, he's uh, hurt. Hurting. He's not hurt yet, but he's hurting. I I I hope we see some some gloves dropped for the next one. I did notice this too. Is that with the defense, like the 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 lethargic state of the defense? There were a couple of instances I remember where it was Vancouver coming into their offensive zone, so the Blues defensive zone, and it's one on two. It's one on two, and the guy who's holding holding the puck is not getting pressured at all. They're just letting him have whatever space he wants. And I, I found myself screaming at the TV, put pressure on him. Get up into him. There's two of you and one of him. I, 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 I just don't know. I hope that changes. I really do. But anyway, so I've been listening. I want I wanted your thoughts on this, guys. But I've been listening to a lot of media and a lot of different YouTube videos and looking at Twitter. I want to talk about, and I know, Kevin, you're going to love hearing this, but I want to talk a little bit about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, I thought you were going to go with the Blue Jackets. I got so excited. Well, <laughs> the, Blue, well the Blue Jackets are the one that caused this, right? I got to say this. If you are in Toronto listening to this, and I know that we have a few Toronto listeners who I would assume are Maple Leafs fans. But if you're not, you're intelligent. <laughs> I, I, want, I want to tell you this. I feel so bad for you. I feel incredibly bad for you. You don't want to know why. Toronto is a great hockey city. It's a basketball it has a town. Great, it is a great hockey fan base. Called it a basketball town. <laughs> hey, they can actually win. They won one with Kawhi, Kawhi on the maple, and Kawhi left. <laughs> Anyways, Continue, Chris, Chris. go on. Sorry, Maple Leafs fans. And where was I at? Um, Toronto's a great uh, hockey it, city. Yeah, it's a great hockey city. They have a great fan base out there. They show up to every single game, and they have a great culture. Like you look outside at. Maple Leaf Square, and there's 25,000 people out there watching, watching the game on some live stream when it's a home game. This city deserves a good team. It's been 53 years, and if you think about it, we are two draft classes away from not a single new NHL player ever seeing in their lifetimes the Leafs advance to a second round. Yeah, it's well, let me tell you something. Okay, that's wild. 2000, 2004 was the last time the Leafs advanced in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Our How job. unreal is that? Like, that is such a great city with what would have been great talent, and they just can't get it done. And there's so much hype behind the Leafs every single year. Why? Why is there so much hype? Because uh, of the Matthews, uh, Mitch Warner, Johnson. Okay, because so, it's, it's it's Toronto. Toronto exactly. is the hockey city because exactly. the league office is there. They want them to win, but they can't do it because they're terrible with okay. cap management. So let me ask you guys this: 
who are the Leafs superstars? Austin Matthews. <laughs> Morgan Riley. Okay. I mean, yeah. John Tavares, Mitch Marner. All right, I'm going to argue something with this. Alexi Lafreniere. Wait, Cody CC. Wait. Oh, that's a major hope. Uh, Tyson Berry. <laughs> I'm going to argue that Austin Matthews and John, and John Tavares are the only superstars on that team. Just uh, because Mitch Barner no, wait, is better this, than John Tavares. No, absolutely. Absolutely. absolutely 100%. Oh, my God. I, 100%. Oh. Austin Matthews and John Tavares are the only superstars on that team. Mitch <sighs> Marner, in my eyes, Mitch Marner would be, he would still be a really good player, but he is not the 1.2 point per game player that he is while he plays with Austin Matthews and William Nylander. Okay. Okay. God, I Toronto, if so much. I don't have this. time for this. But Toronto, if you listen, to, I, or if you're listening to this, trade Mitch Marner to Columbus right now. Make he would be. <laughs> he'd be the best player on like ten other teams. He would be. absolutely. Right. Maybe fifteen. I mean, he'd only be the fourth best player in Columbus, but I still want him there. Oh, God, no. He'd be. He'd be. He'd be the second best player. Jeff Jones, Zach Rowinski, Mitch Marner, number four. I just want to see. What Mitch Marner would do if it was his team? Because honestly, I don't, I don't think. I, I think he would be a seventy-point guy. But okay. He's not going to be the ninety, hundred-point guy he is in. Terms. But that's that, think, that you you say that, and that's interesting. But you, but you could say that about Austin Matthews and John Tavares right now, okay. and they have them. Okay, so that's, what that's have they done? That's John Tavares. <laughs> okay, Austin Matthews is only a fifty-goal scorer, right? That's nothing. Did you say only? Did you say only? Because he had well, over eighty what, points. He almost had. Well, if this didn't well, happen, he'd have ninety points. Well, that's what that's what I'm talking about. Like Matthews is backing up his eleven million dollar contract. Tavares, who is underpaid in my opinion, is what? Mitch, up. He's a terrible leader. Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner is a better two way forward than both of them combined. Combined. I'm not kidding. He he okay. he's on the PK. Okay. Okay. He's he's so much of a better defensive forward. Okay, when you need him in high pressure situations, so much of a, a better defensive forward than than either of them. John I totally Morris agree. Doesn't give you that. You well, so here's getting... the thing. I mean, Austin Matthews, Austin Matthews puts the game on his stick, like on offense, OT, whatever it may be. But and, and he's defense... working on his defense. But Mitch Marner, he's already a better defender. He's a great passer. He may not have. He he may not have played as great in the playoffs. Neither okay, is Tavares. But yeah, Tavares was awful. The amount of times that he missed the net, hit the post. I mean, oh my He's god! Had an entire career of being awful in the playoffs. He had the entire net to score three or four times in one game. Yeah, and he missed. I okay. dude, John Tavares is <laughs> way overpaid. Okay, he's not a great leader, and he's he's not not even a, remotely close to Mitch Marner. And Mitch Marner's potential is way higher, even when agreed. John Tavares was in, uh, on the Islanders. Triple agreed. Here's, here's okay. That's fine and dandy, right? But Mitch Marner is getting paid eleven million dollars. That is deservedly so. That yeah, no, he that, deserves it. It is not. 100%. That is goal, no, that is goal scorer money. That is goal scorer. That is Austin Matthews 
Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby type of money. That is not a guy who puts up 60 assists a game or a season. If <laughs> he's doing yeah. that game, maybe it's more than that. That is not $11 million is goal scorer money. If Mitch Marner scores goals, cool. Then it's worth it. But you're okay. looking. You're but I mean, Dubas is even defending good. him. Like yeah. he's defend. He's defending like every Mitch Martin in the media. Like he's defending that contract. I I, I don't know, man. Like, but Dubas is the one to blame for that team. Yes, one hundred percent. He only relies on analytics when when creating his team, and that led to a huge downfall for for the defense. Okay, and not only that, the depth forwards weren't great either. They should have kept Kadri, and they shouldn't have taken uh, John Tavares. And they, they still would have had money left over. Yep. And you know what? I agree with you. I I don't think that they should have signed Tavares for that. And the reason I say that Tavares was underpaid, especially at the time that he signed, is because the Sharks offered him $14 million to come there. The Sharks offered him $14 Which million, is even more overpaying him. Drastically overpaid him. <laughs> okay. And here's my, okay. And here's my argument again for Mitch Marner. Because you're talking about a guy who can put up big assist numbers, not a ton of goals, and is he a two-way forward? <laughs> Do you, okay. know okay. do you know who that's? Do you know who that screams? Ryan O'Reilly, and he is nowhere making eleven million a year. Well, that's because Buffalo's terrible as a franchise, and they and he gave us two as a bargain. Well, he now he's old. Will make eleven million. Yeah, I thirty. So no, he won't. Yeah, I he was in a really bad situation, but also you talk about how how Austin Matthews. You just said he was only a fifty goal uh, goal scorer. Well, that's because no. Mitch Marner is dishing him the, the assists too. Yeah, so literally. Didn't jump off the post too. And yeah. and and William Nylander is more of a sniper as well too. So if if he doesn't have to score, he just has to dish it, and he's yeah. incredible at it. He does like, his job, and the fact that he. Is a top line forward that can go play the PK. I think that's great. I think the debate should actually be: Do you do you pay players eleven million, including Austin Matthews? Yes. So no. Yes, because and they have to back it up. Chris, wait, you should be Austin Matthews backs it up. Well, you should be more mad about. Hold on, on, on. no, I want to clarify something really quick. I did not mean fifty goal score as something that is easy to do. Okay, but I am saying that, like, he's kind of one dimensional. Well, in a way, right? Um, (laughs) time out, time out, guys. You know what this conversation is reminding me of? Five overtimes because it just keeps dragging on and on and on with no end in sight. So, so really, okay, Kevin. Up. Here's the thing: we'll end this conversation, Chris. What you should be more mad about is the Maple Leafs defense. You want me to read to you who's on their on their championship caliber caliber team defense? The, the right side is they're completely. Not, they're not well, a championship caliber team. I mean, well, they're you not. Don't even have just to qualify for right. the playoffs. Yeah. So I mean, you should be mad that besides Riley, there's Muzzin, Justin Hull, Tyson Berry, Cody Cece, and Travis Dermott. And Cece's um, gone after this year. Yeah. So I mean, I I will I will tell you this. I think Mitch Marner is the only one that he can move. Yeah, That's, I do too. I think more and, teams would want him and be willing and, to take his contract. And, and he's going to be good wherever he goes because he's a superstar. Because he's going to Columbus. Heck yeah. Or New York. 
to play with. Oh, they got, they got, in to move yeah, in I mean, totally anyways, yeah, let's let's move on to the five yeah. overtimes. Yeah. Anyway, and we saw history this week. That's more important than the Maple Leafs. Yes, absolutely. Let me let me just talk to y'all about this performance. I could go on and on about that though, dude. Ooh, you got me going. Yeah, that, that took a turn. But let me let me tell y'all something. Jonas Corposalo is Jesus reincarnated. Sorry to all my Christian friends out there, Catholic friends, but <laughs> he is Jesus. 85 saves in one game. That is absurd to only allow three goals. Like two two for five periods. Or, well, no, it was, what, eight periods of hockey. Jesus. Almost three games. They essentially played two and a half games of hockey. Well, it was almost three because they were yeah. past right. ten minutes in the third. Like, yeah. Seth Jones, yeah, Bar just typed this in there, played 65 minutes, which literally more than a hockey game for an actual player or skater. The record. Like, that's a record. 85 saves was a record. This was the fourth longest time in – or fourth longest game – in NHL history and playoff history. Like, that's incredible. I firmly believe that the Blue Jackets deserve that win. And Blue Jackets actually won this afternoon, 3-1 to one against I, the Lightning. I, I don't think the Blue Jackets deserved a one. I thought Corpus Allo deserved oh, yeah. to win. Well, Corpus Allo but, and Seth Jones deserved to win. <laughs> no one yeah, else well, did. <laughs> yeah, but, but the Lightning played extremely well. And, I mean, and that that... What was it? Uh, Kucherov shoots it right, and and there's the the rebound goes straight to Braden Point, like yeah, perfectly to his stick, like as if it was it was a magnet, and yeah. he he shelves it easy. I mean, oh, I mean that, that game was so stressful for me being a Blue Jackets fan. Like I wanted it to end, but I didn't want it to end because I like, knew if it ended, it was going to be a Lightning win. Like I just wanted the Lightning to die on the ice. <laughs> the Blue Jackets to win, but like the craziest stat of this entire game, which the entire thing was crazy, but Cam Atkinson did not have a shot on net the entire game. No shot on earth. Which the worst part about that is, he had a breakaway on the power play. Kucherov trips him. He should have had a penalty. He wasn't tripped. He the stick got his stick blade. He wasn't tripped. Yes, it did. Watch it again. Stick by himself. Nope, he was tripped. I have have a couple of times. It should have been a penalty, and it was on the power play, which makes it even worse. Should have been a penalty. Blue Jays should have won by Cam Atkinson. He's first shot on net on a penalty shot. (laughs) But the Blue Jays won today. I still think they're going to win the series in five. So I'm confident still. No, definitely not five, dude. Definitely not five. The Lightning are so rattled right now. Like are are they? I mean, they, they haven't them made eight enough periods to score three goals, and then they scored one today. Yeah, this but is I the think they're gonna highest be scoring team in the league, and they can't. Buy I think guy. they'll be fine. They'll be I, all right, dude. I, they're I not think gonna be Blue five. Jackets five. Blue Jackets swept them last year. That's in the back of the Lightning's mind. Torch, Torch knows them. Torch is my favorite coach in the league. He is He's, incredible. He, He's a dick. <laughs> which is why I love them. Uh, but I think they're going to do it in five. I don't think the Lightning can stop or get past that defense, and especially with Corpus Allo being as hot as he is. He's had 120 saves in two games. Yeah, but he, can he that. also keep that up? Like, that is... But if he can't, he'd go to Elvis. <laughs> who's Elvis, Elvis, who's, Corpus Allo played who's today? hurt right he now, actually. Elvis, I'm pretty sure, is hurt. 
Elvis is hurt. It's a minor injury, though. He should come back if they needed him. He's but, unfit to play. But everyone, everyone besides Elvis in the series is healthy. So like Hedman played today, even though they've been speculating he's injured, and John Cooper says he's injured, but he's still on the ice. So I don't understand that logic. And he's still playing for like fifty-seven minutes. So. Yeah. So John Cooper's a liar, and just because of that, Blue Jack and some five fire the cannons. Let's go. Right. Well, maybe six well, or seven. It's, I, I think it's going to be one of the like the most interesting series. Um, another really interesting series is the the, the Caps and Isles. That game that game started with fireworks and ended with more fireworks. Because first of all, the Flyers can or sorry the the Islanders can score four goals. I mean, who saw that coming? But there were like three fights in the first period. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, there was a couple of scraps. So it was, it was fun yeah. to watch. Hot take, Islanders are going to win that series. It wouldn't shock me. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me either. Yeah, I mean, Holpe, Holpe hasn't looked good. Like, there's, there's been he a really bunch hasn't. of... The, the goalies that have looked really good, right? Carey Price, uh, Carter Hart. Uh, Carter Hart, Kemper. Kemper's looked really good too. And Corpusalo and Vasilevsky, I mean, you gotta put them in there too. They've they have put out a clinic. And I don't know if you guys watched the the highlight of uh Carrie Price making the save on uh one of the, the Flyers forwards legit took a slap shot at uh at, at the open net. Carrie Price reaches out with his stick, tips it up, yeah, and doesn't score. Yeah, that's one of the best saves I've ever seen. Um, Eddie O was saying that was the best save he's ever seen in his career as an announcer and player. Like, that's a one in a million save. That was in, like, legit the edge of the stick blade. And that, I mean, I, I still think the Flyers should win pretty easily, but Carey Price has been awesome. Yeah, how are we uh, feeling about the Kings and the Bruins though? Uh, what's the score of the Bruins game right now? Oh, three, three two, two. Uh, Canes. Ooh. The Kings are winning. I would like to see the Canes win it. I would actually like to they see it, it too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Kings should have won the first game. Left. The Kings should have won the first game. They got screwed over on a call. Um, yeah, then, which the Rod Brindamore had quite the sound bite. He got fined for it. He got fined 22 minutes after the press conference. That's how quick the NHL, they were like, yeah, we know he's going to say something about it. Let's go. Let me me just say this. I mean, the Canes had the most time off. Obviously, they were doing stuff that other teams weren't able to do. They were were bonding. And then you see the video of them uh, playing soccer and Frisbee and whatnot. And and then you see Rod Brynmar without a shirt on. I'm like, he's 50 years old. What is going on? And he's, he's like jacked. He has a, he has a ten pack. What the hell? I, I thought he was like maybe forty, like maybe I, like forty two. He is. is oh he my 50? god! I thought he was he's fifty. Years, he's fifty years old. Then he man. is fifty, dude. That is appearance. I thought he was like forty four. So wow. Okay, you he, he can go, Rod Brindamore. Yeah, uh, talk to us about your tips. <laughs> What's up? He won the cup with the Canes, so he was the yeah. one who hoisted it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Two thousand six. Still, like I, I mean, I, I was still shocked. He was, he was fifty. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what else? Yeah, and oh, the the Avalanche. I mean, they 
What are we yeah. surprised about this? No, <laughs> no, really. It's not. It's not Kemper's fault. He's playing against the Avalanche. Yeah, I, I just wanted to point out that like they were peppering Kemper with shots, and then it like towards the end of the third period, like they scored one, and then they scored like another two, pretty much right after that. And that was that was that was the game. But Arizona doesn't. They didn't even look like they had a chance, honestly. Yeah, they're gonna get swept. Sorry, Chris. I think they. I, That's I, okay. I think they only had like 20 shots on net. Uh, they did not even have that many. They were in the teens still. <laughs> Good Yikes. Yikes. Because they only had like 10 shots like halfway through the third period. It's not good. It's real bad. Horrible. Um, but yeah, it's been a good first few days of the hockey playoffs. It's been enjoyable. Outside yeah, of the blues. Well, it's going to be better for us, guys. We're 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 gonna enjoy some more hockey. It's been it's been fun so far. It really has been. You know, I'm just excited it's back. You know, just just thrilled that it's that it's back. You know, glad we can actually talk about live hockey. Carolina just won three to two. There we go. Let's get it. So one to one in that series. That's going to be a good series. That that'll be a really good series. Wait, yeah, guys. I think. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Actually, finish your thought first, and then I'll go after you. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say that the uh, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Canes and Bruins series. I think that's those are going to be the best series. Yeah, and I, I throw the Blues and the uh, Canucks in there too. I think that's going to go to seven. So, well, I if think the Hawks win Game Three, I think that'll be a competitive series too. After that, because oh. anything can happen. After. All right. Well, then you know what? Throw in the Islanders and the Caps too. I mean, yeah. this is <laughs> throw in everyone this, besides this round is incredible. Avalanche. Everyone besides the Coyotes Avalanche. Let's watch hockey. But yeah, what I was going to say is, Bart, you just celebrated a birthday five days ago. And on your birthday, your favorite fighter let you down. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that was rough, dude. I'm sorry. The bow instructor. I, he, he actually like took, uh, took uh, uh, Derek or Alexi Olenek took down Derek Lewis in the first first round. Actually, he was doing pretty well too. He almost yeah. choked him out. <laughs> yeah, almost choked him out. Just, just, just ran out of time. Um, and then Derek Lewis just he just came in with a different approach. Came in with the with the knee. And after that, Olenek was down, and it was just haymakers. After that, it was a quick second round. So, but yeah, so that was that was a, that was a pretty wild uh, uh, Saturday. And uh, Bla- uh, Blades tweeted out that he wants to fight Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis is like, let's let's do it. Yeah, I'd love to see that fight. I mean, I, Blades can last five rounds uh, on the ground, and then, but I don't know if Derek Lewis would even make that happen. So. Would def- definitely yeah. be interesting. So, and they're ranked th- uh, three and four. So, it's yep. it's, it's it's a perfect uh, matchup. Uh, I'm I'm super excited for Stipe in uh, DC uh, this, yeah. this Saturday. I will say the winner of this. I mean, if DC wins, he's retiring uh, for sure. Um, he's definitely going to be the best way to go down. And I just the, after this, like it's fine, whatever. Like let it happen. I want Francis and Ganu to. To, to fight for the heavyweight title next. He deserves it. He's a beast. I think he's actually going to uh, have a longer streak than CPM Yogic, too. So. Yeah, and he, he is absolutely next. So he's just he's just waiting on this fight to see what happens. Uh, Miyoshi says he's going to keep fighting after this. So, um, 
uh, it, it'll probably be them too, no matter he'd, who he'd wins get, this. He'd get destroyed uh, with, with Nandano, though. Like, I have a feeling. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I don't know, man. This, uh, the, these, these two, though, it has been so, so even, evenly matched. Yeah. Um. Uh, Steve Steve is apparently even even lighter now than than. He is. Fight. I saw the Wayans today. He's he's super cut. He has hair. <laughs> he looks pretty good. So I like yeah. it. And then the co-main event, Sugar Sean O'Malley. I'm excited for him. Yeah, he looks really good too. I mean, he, his last he, fight. Yeah, he is a future superstar for sure. And uh, Marlon Vera, it's. I don't know. He's 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 gonna be a tough matchup for him because I like we haven't seen O'Malley on the ground at all, really. So yeah, I'm pretty excited for this weekend. It's gonna be fun. Oh, and uh, Woodley and Covington are gonna be fighting in September the 19th. That'll be a fun fight. That mega had totem fool. Yeah, can't wait for yeah. him to get his face action. But we can't forget the greatest fight of all that's gonna be coming up. Mike Tyson and Roy Jones. Oh, you mean Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson? Yeah, if he doesn't, if Jake Paul keeps getting his house raided by the FBI, maybe. Yeah, if he stays out of jail. Maybe the fight will take place in jail. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to work. It's actually a jail riot. Uh, I'd be okay with that. All right, before we end the show, uh, so... St. Louis boys, well, how do you guys feel about uh, your new soccer team? All right, Chris, you're not going first on this one since you went first with the Blues and Cardinals. That's fine. I'm all about it. I love the St. Louis City SC. The SC is redundant, but I get it. Um, the reason behind this is they wanted to include St. Louis City to unify the region. They want the team to incorporate the Metro East, which is on the east side of the Mississippi west side of 270 south st louis north st louis all of it um because a lot of the county doesn't necessarily like downtown the actual city of st louis just political barriers and this is trying to try to fight through that um so i like it i think that's a good unifying thing the logo is phenomenal the cre- so the crest is phenomenal jerseys yeah phenomenal. i definitely love the logo and i'm getting a jersey so <laughs> um the logo actually incorporates the st louis flag into it um, that's what the lines around the arch part of it is. Um, and the color's phenomenal. The city red with the river blue, arch steel, energy yellow. I love all of it. I'm excited. I'm definitely going to be a season savior holder um, when their first season rolls around. Um, I'm pumped for it. I know Chris doesn't show the same opinions, but I love the name. I love city. Like That's what their nickname is going to be, a city. Um, I hate Manchester City, so this is ironic, but I love St. Louis City. Uh, I wasn't too thrilled about the city part, but, you know, it'll grow on me. I like it. I'm going to go to the first game no matter what because that'll just be a blast. I know the Battle Hawks game was incredible, so I can't imagine what this is going to be like just because there's been so much hype behind it. But I'm excited for it. You know, I, I wish they kind of incorporated the – blue and gray a little bit more but overall i and and kevin i I get that that's supposed to incorporate the st louis flag yeah but and so i i like it in that sense but if they weren't doing that at just go for blue and steel gray that would have been kind of cool but yeah yeah i'm a fan i really am it's super unique and 
I have a feeling their away jerseys are going to be the steel gray. I think so too. So I think they'll end up incorporating more because in the logo, it's just that red and blue. But yeah, I, I, I like it there. The best part about it that I think is interesting is that it's a super modern look on colors. Like they're not trying to like with the LA galaxy, they have like super nineties logo and colors. So the fire, we can talk about their terrible rebranding all day long. I think the, uh, for what they did, City made it look cool. Well, I think that's a good spot. Uh, I think this is going to wrap up episode number 28. Thanks for coming along. If you like what you heard, please like, subscribe, rate this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But most importantly, share us. Absolutely. Yeah. Share us with your friends, share us with your family, like share us with anyone that just loves sports and listening to podcasts. We want to be heard and we're sure we're sure that our takes are at least somewhat relevant. <laughs> but be sure uh, to follow us too. Yeah, your maple leaf state's not relevant. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, how about this? Anybody I, I'd love to hear anybody else's takes on on what I said or what we said about the leaves, because I'm I'm genuinely interested in what Maple Leafs Nation kind of is processing that. Mitch Barney. I think, I think it's an interesting case, but Thank you guys again for for the support. We deeply appreciate it. We'll see you this weekend.